I am Gaima, and you have arrived. Welcome. Spend some time. Protested, and it was your first protest in life. Mm, let us know in the comments, girl. How was it? I saw the photos. Um, Christina, did you go out and protest? I did not go out and protest because I know that that's not the role that I can. In, but you know, I'm trying to serve in other, trying to find other ways to serve and support people who are protesting. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm mindful of it, what I can do to help. So. No. no, I think it's um I think it's really important that people understand where their strengths are and they try to, you know, um do what they can based on their strengths. Um I do not do well in big crowds. I've had some very negative experiences in the past. And um, I know I just wouldn't be productive in that type of environment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one of the things that I think when we started really kind of dealing with the conversations um, because of COVID, you know, we had talked very early on in one of my first or second sessions about um, how important it would be to really start to implement regular um, practices, your daily regimen of, um, you know, getting quiet and um, controlling your breath and getting, getting to a space and a place where you can kind of like calm down and reduce like the daily anxiety that people were really starting to feel um, because of the fact that COVID, you know, had just thrown everything out of whack. Whatever was normal was no longer normal. Um, hey, Mary, thanks for joining. And, um, you know, we just really were just trying to like, we were in the very early stages of trying to figure it out. <clears throat> and one of the things that I really appreciated and found really to be helpful was joining one of your afternoon sessions where you literally would take like 15 minutes and teach intentional breathing, like intentional breaths. So I wanted to definitely like this week, I feel like is there's no time like the present to really dive into this and, you know, talk through the process because I think a lot of people they hear about meditation 
and they still like associate it with it being some sort of like namaste cliche of practice as opposed to something that they can really benefit from and incorporate into their daily regimen. Mm -hmm. So if you could please, you know, just kind of share your philosophy um, around it, how you got started, and then after that, you could, we can kind of get into the technical aspect. Sure, yeah. So I like to, so I got started in yoga um, because of my own breathing was off. I, I feel like I shared the story, but um, when I first started yoga, I well, I was having panic attacks around the time. Oh, around my, like, like um, mm. I was having panic attacks, and I did not want to be put on medication because I felt like, I mean, this is something I can handle. Let me see if I can handle it on my own first. And okay. uh, me and Kristen actually went to a yoga class. It was like this random. I won't go into the details of the yoga class, but it was random. But the one thing that I learned from that yoga class was how to breathe properly. And mm. I think that's thing that had, I've carried with me forever um, because I was a backwards breather. Mm. And so I was breathing. So when you breathe properly, when you inhale, the stomach goes out. And then when you exhale, the stomach relaxes. But I was breathing the opposite. So when I would inhale, my stomach would go in as if I was trying to get air into my body. Oh. When I would exhale, then my stomach would get big, if that makes sense. So I so as I've been so since I've been teaching yoga and breathing, I a lot of people are breathers and they don't realize it because they've never been taught the proper way to breathe. So I think that's why it is You're taking notes like backwards breathing. But it's a passion of mine to um, to teach people how to breathe properly. And um, once you are breathing properly, it can help balance everything in your body and your mental. So let so. me let me let me get this straight because I honestly, in this moment, I've never I don't think I've ever or if you said it, it did not land, and I did not receive it. So in the past, you were breathing backwards which means you were inhaling and that was causing your stomach like to go out explain so, yeah. that so let's try this so we're going to have belly a simple belly breath so if you just place your hands on like your low belly like just below your navel okay and as you inhale through the nose um allow the breath to fill and fill palms begin to rise up into the air and then as you exhale through the nose releasing the air and then you'll feel the belly relax back down okay i'm with you so then breathing in again allowing the belly to fill with air the belly belly will start to go into the palms and then exhale releasing the air from the belly and you'll feel the palms start to relax okay it seems, so, that's, it seems that's a, so that's a proper that's a proper belly so that's pro the proper way that we should be breathing obviously okay. not that low and low, but it could happen like that so what i was doing and this would just be my normal breath pattern i was okay. inhaling but I was inhaling as if I was trying to bring oxygen out of, like, from space into my body. So I was inhaling and sucking the air in. 
Oh. It's being like you're blowing up a balloon and filling it with air. Because that's really how we should look at the diaphragm is that we're blowing up a balloon. Okay. And so because as soon as I tried to do what you just said, my stomach felt tense. Mm-hmm. Like it was comfortable doing that. Yeah. But that or regular normal every day. That was my normal every day. And so, um, and I didn't know that. And so I amazing abs. <laughs> right. Well, people would be like, you look strong. I'm like, I don't know. But I, um, once oh, I read and I started working towards breathing, it took me a minute to start breathing properly. I just know my body with my panic. And then I was also teaching one of my really close friends. I was working with her on breathing because she is a backwards breather. So mm. I haven't worked it out yet. Because to retrain the brain, you know, if you have been breathing backwards for, you know, for so long. Have you ever spoke with like a medical professional where and sought some like information as to like how that happens? Well, so what I've read, not, I haven't spoken to an actual medical professional. I've like researched it and it just talks about like um, most people, the way that we breathe as newborns when we first come out home is like, that's how we should still be breathing. But most people are not breathing like that because that's your automatic response. So a lot mm. of people are not breathing the way that they were when they came out of the womb. Like most people are backwards breathers and they probably don't realize that they are. And it could be um, causing anxiety, panic attacks. And- Which makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because like I'm saying, in that moment, just listening to your directions and implementing that, my stomach felt tense. Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel right doing that. Right? Yeah. But I guess because I don't, you know, that's not normal for me. But mm-hmm. imagine, like, if you learned that early on as a child, you know, your body is very, like, capable of adjusting to anything. And so mm-hmm. over the years, over the years, over the years, wow. Yeah, so I see. So I remember, I feel like my backwards breathing started when I was a child. Like, I feel like I've breathed like this for a long time. And I say mm-hmm. that because when I children yoga... Um, I notice breathing like that. And so I have to keep guiding. But with practice, you know, they'll start to breathe properly. And that's like, in th- those are like third graders that are already breathing. So you're seeing it, so when you're seeing it with like your, your child students, um, is there anything that you think may be attributed to why they're breathing like that? Because even you kind of doing like that, it kind of, reminds me of being afraid mm-hmm. reaction to fear would be to kind of tense up and your breath would quicken and whatnot and then when you if you think about it if you're feeling like you don't have enough air i feel like the brain's response is to say let me get more air in how can i get more air so i think it's kind of automatic response like you're, you're trying to only way your brain can to do it unless you know you're brain on how to breath within yourself wow 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 that's really profound okay so definitely a lesson learned um there may be people that are around you who literally are breathing backwards and just having the conversations with them like you know how are you breathing 
could literally change their life the way that yours changed by attending that one yoga class. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. Okay. All right. So like, you know, of course, all of us are on social media. One of the things that um, Koku and I were talking about um, earlier in the week was how, you know, while all of the information we're learning a lot, we're seeing a lot, but we, I think we have to be very careful about um, what we're calling protest porn, mm-hmm. where there's so much content around what's happening at a lot of these protests around the country. And now our brain is becoming like programmed, like to go for it and like get swept into these like never ending holes, if you will. Um, of all of the content that's out there. And some of it is, it can make you, you know, oh my God. And so I don't know if you're, if how many people are really conscious and aware of what their body's responding to when they're going through consuming all of this traumatic imagery and video footage and audio and so on and so forth. You know, so I'm like, we got to get to a point like in those moments, I'm not saying don't consume the information, but we've got to get to a point, I think, where we're conscious about, okay, how do we balance that out? We were all the way out here dealing with all of this really traumatic information, but it's necessary information for most of us to take in. But how do we get ourselves centered back? Right. And I think uh, having a breath practice or mindfulness practices can help you to become still and calm so that you can listen to your body and you know how your body responds when you are, like you said, taking in too much information. Because I think a lot of times we don't slow down enough to really fill in and listen to see how our bodies are responding to stress or uh, Mm -hmm. um, secondhand trauma. You know, we don't really, unless we're calm and we're listening to our bodies, you may not really notice what it looks like for us. So what do you, what do you suggest, what are you doing yourself for, you know, in this particular time? Like what, what intentional actions or activities are you implementing into your regimen? So I've been trying to do, and I actually just did a blog post. A, video, a live video last week about 10 ways to stay grounded because um, that's really hard time. well I know it has been for me someone who practices meditation it has really been 15 minutes and even meditate um, so I've been trying to really incorporate mindfulness practices just throughout the day so like before I got on the live I made a cup of tea because I was just drinking tea because drinking anything warm I always say tea just be very meditative just from the pouring of the tea, watching it turn brown, and then even the drinking. So try mm-hmm. to think of other things like that. Being okay. mindful of the music that I'm doing. I'm sorry, I think I think it froze, Gaima. Did you say something else? No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, um, and then let's see what else. Being mindful of music. So like I try to start my mornings off with soft music. So like I've been doing, I'll do like listening on Apple Music, like to singing vocals or um, yoga meditation music or jazz um, or even binaural beats. I've been listening. I just started listening 
that. So I try to just warm up my brain to listening to like um, faster, or, you know, music, and that really helps to kind of tone for my day too. Um, and then let's see what else do I. I try to get outside at least once a day. I haven't been outside yet, but I'll probably go out to the patio and get outside. Oh no, girl! You need to get there immediately. Immediately, you see where I am. So I just try to find small things that just be mindful and um, and also just slowing down. Um, yeah. Taking eating dinner or having a TV turned off when you're eating. Just kind of taking those mindful moments to you know decompress. Even if you don't feel like you need to decompress, you probably do need to. And then once mm -hmm. you do it, you'll see, like, you know, I really did need that, so. Okay, so I definitely wanted to um, shout out some folks that have joined. Um, thank you guys so much. I see um, Hey Mava, um, Today We Grind, Buddy Love Pride, Mary J. Sawyer. And um, a couple of things that I see that they have commented on, um, one person mentioned that they um, actually are a backwards breather as well. They just realized that they've never really thought too much about it. Um, another person mentioned that um, they use the Calm app, um, C-A-L-M, and, and it's free right now, and that also is helpful, helpful for them. Okay. So I think that's good. So definitely we'll have to check out that. Are you familiar with the Calm app? I've never used it, but I've seen a lot of advertisement for it. Okay. Okay. Um, so one of the lives I know that um, I was able to join a few weeks back, um, I thought was really helpful for me. I think it was like God-given because that particular day was like, you know, um, and you had like a, a breath count that you do. Um, so if possible, I wanted you to take us through that and also like explain the significance around um, the counts and why the certain counts are associated with inhale, certain counts are associated with exhale, and certain counts are associated with the holding of the breath. Okay, sure. So I think the one, I think I've done a couple, but I think the one you may be referring to was the four, seven, eight breath. And um, so what that one is, um, you count. So you would do four counts of four on the inhale. And then once you get to the top of the inhale, you hold for seven And then you exhale for eight seconds. So um, the significance, so what I, so anytime you have, uh, when your exhale is longer than the inhale, then it causes your inhale to be deeper. So that's mm. so you'll see a lot of breath practices where the exhale is longer, and then um, this one is significant also because it you hold the breath for seven seconds, and then when you hold the breath for that amount of time, it said that your body start can regenerate cells. So that's mm. the it's of holding um, the breath for seven seconds, and then I think what I said, and um, and we can go through that one. I just wanted to say. This one is one where you have, so I was trying to give disclaimers to people, is to really honor your body when you're doing these breath practices. It's 
because something works for one person. So like this four, seven, seven, eight breath could be very calming for me, but for somebody else, it could anxiety in their bodies. So you have to just really be aware and listening to your body. Um, mm. that as well, if you have, um, if you don't feel like your lung capacity is that strong, that you can inhale for four seconds and hold for seven, exhale for eight, then you can cut those breaths in half. So then you would inhale for two, hold for three and a half, exhale for four. So that would be for someone who maybe it, it feels like you're straining when you're doing the four, seven, eight breath. And so, then, what, oh, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm taking notes, girl. Okay. Then um, and, uh, with that one, I always say to start out just doing maybe four rounds because it can be a pretty intense breath practice um, because it does help, like, with sleeping. So, if, like, if you have insomnia, you can't sleep at night, that's a really good breath practice to do when you can't sleep. And just starting out doing it for four rounds. And as you continue to practice that breath practice, you can – eventually increase it to up to like eight rounds. Okay. Um, so basically, just to kind of um, make sure that I'm clear, this 478 is really like, you recommend it for if you're really trying to sleep and you're having some trouble with sleeping. Um, mm -hmm. the emphasis on the exhale because ultimately it forces you to inhale um, more on the next round. Is that correct? And yeah, I think, you know, to your point, yeah, there may be people who feel, um, you know, that it was a lot on them. Um, I know when I first, the first, first time I did it, I was like, ooh, okay. Um, but um, I just continued because I was like, this has to be right. It's what Christina said. Um, well, but <laughs> to your point, um, if you're just starting to kind of just cut it in half and then build up from there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And then okay. uh, another thing I didn't add also is doing um, in between the four, seven, eight. So doing a normal breath. So that is mm -hmm. something else that also helps. So you're not... It becoming too lightheaded. So if you do a couple rounds of normal breath and then start it again. And if you're feeling okay. a lot strain, then maybe doing more rounds of normal breath before you go back into the actual four seven. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Um, I'm finding, I don't know if any of you on may have experienced this as well. Um, I find like I, I've more interested in doing these um, breathing rounds, if you will, when I'm coming out of the grocery store. And I'm like very intentional about making sure the windows are down, you know, now that it's hot and it's trapping that level of heat and whatnot, so clearing out the air. But um, that, that period of time where the mask is off and it's mm -hmm. like, you let me also go ahead and get my on real quick and just kind of calm myself because I'm definitely finding that I'm more anxious because of the whole mask on process and oh my god while I'm putting the sanitizer back on my hands even though I'm 
I was in there with gloves. You know, did I pick up something? You know, I feel like my mind is working that way. And it, of course, never worked that way before. Um, and so the breath practices are kind of really helping me to just calm down before I go to traffic or go on to my next, you know, errand. Yeah, that's a good idea to do it after the store. Because I feel like when I leave the store, like, I have the most like, irritated. I, it's just so many emotions going on. Like, but once I take that mask off, I'm irritated because I mask. Then people, when they're talking to me. Then, like you said, the other part is, did I carry germs home? Do I have hands? Or, yeah, so that's a good idea to do those practices when you leave out yeah, the situation. Yeah. That's like helping me to be um, less major. Like when I was first coming in the house, you know, and let's say my mom would have questions or my sister, like, I'm like, well, I don't know why y'all talking to me. Like, why are y'all talking to me? And they're looking at me like, you just came from the, like, why wouldn't we talk to you? But the narrative, I, you know, there's a disconnect because I'm carrying, you know, that, energy of being annoyed and fearful and irritated and agitated, I'm bringing that in. And the breath, the intentional breathing and the pause is kind of helping me to reset. So I don't bring all of that right. into whatever place I'm coming back into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good strike. Girl, girl, girl. And we, we can't drink wine all day, you know? Right. <laughs> that I would help. love to. It really, it, it would. <laughs> but we cannot. Um, okay. What, is, what are some of the other um, breathing patterns, um, practices that you would recommend? Um, so my favorite one, and it's probably my favorite because it's the first breath practice I learned in the training, but it, I don't know, it's, okay. like, it's the heart breath. So I feel like if you are a backwards breather, this is actually one that I think could start to retrain your brain on how to breathe properly. Um, and so that one is basically just exploring moving breath from the diaphragm through the rib cage into the chest. And then so just really focusing on bringing air throughout that whole, your whole body. What is that one? What do you call it? Um, Three-part breath. And there's a few different part breaths because um, there's another one too. But that one is just like your basic three part breath where you're filling the stomach, the low belly with air, the rib cage, and then up into the chest. So just really that, getting air throughout the whole body instead of like people may only breathe. So you may see just chest. So this allows you to move air from the belly all the way up. I think that is a good one to start with as well. Ooh, okay, so can we do can we do one? Can we do one? Yeah, that was the one I actually had, like I thought it would be. I I, don't, I feel like that's kind of like a basic that is easy, you know, for everyone. So, okay. If we want to do it, okay. Okay, you guys, if you're on and you're watching, join us. We're we're practicing intentional breathing. Yeah, so we're gonna practice a three part breath. So first, just find a comfortable seat. That either sitting on the floor and across or sitting on um, a couch. I'm sitting on a couch and I still just have the spine up really straight. 
If you're sitting on the couch and your feet are um, dangling, just make sure that your feet are making contact with the floor below you because you don't want to just have your feet dangling and cause more anxiety. So just make sure your feet are planted however you are sitting. So I'm sitting and, Indian style. Is that okay? That's fine. I'm sitting Indian style. So that's my preferred way to sit. I know it's not comfortable for everybody, so I try to just give other options. Yeah, I think we're just childish. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then eyes can be open or closed, or you can just do a low gaze. Okay. Breath, you can also lie down on your back if you want to lie down. So first, just checking in to the normal breath. So nothing to do, just noticing what it feels like to be you. Body. And then as you're ready, um, you may place both palms below the belly, below the ball. Again, just noticing the natural breath. And then as you inhale through the nose, allow the belly to fill air, allowing the belly to rise up into the palms. And then exhaling through the nose, allowing the belly to relax back down to center. Continue breathing in this way, noticing as you inhale, how it fills with air and then how, when you exhale, the belly releases air. Now place both hands on the page so that the hands are cupping the cage, that the fingers are facing in towards each other this way. And then as you inhale, through the nose, Allowing air to fill into the rib cage. You may even notice the ribs beginning to rise and spread up into the palms. And then exhaling, releasing the air from the rib cage, the rib cage to settle back into. Continue breathing in that way. As you inhale, filling the rib cage with air. Ribs, ribs are going out into the palm. And as you exhale, air is released from the rib cage. Now place the palms below the collarbone on the upper chest. And then now breathing in through the nose, bringing air all the way up to the chest. And you may notice as and then when you exhale, the air releases from the head and the collarbone. Can we do that one again?
I feel so much more relaxed. Oh, are you not? Let me, let me bring you back. Christina, are you on? Okay. That was weird. That was so weird. Don't they sound beautiful, though? They, like, just started meditating with us. Let me see if I can get Chris back on here. Hey, Demetrius. Thanks for joining. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. It was just, like, your pause. so weird. And then I was, like, overcome because my birds really was, like, what y'all doing? They got so loud. <laughs> I think it's like I own them. Right. Not, like my they're, always, they're always singing. It's weird. Okay, so can we do this this last one again? Because yeah, there was definitely some, like um, technological disturbance, but I was I feel it, and I think the birds were too. All right, so we'll start here. Just keeping one hand on the chest and then one hand on the belly. Gotcha. So, okay. Inhaling through the nose, allowing air to fill in the low belly, through the rib cage, and into the upper chest. And then exhaling through the upper chest, through the rib cage, down to the belly. So again, breathing like that. So inhaling, feeling the belly with air into the rib cage with air and the upper chest with air and then exhaling from the top down releasing air from the chest through the rib cage through the belly and then you may release both hands down and just allowing that breath to become more like one big wave instead of three separate parts so inhaling from the belly, through the, through the rib cage, through the chest, and then exhaling from the top down. Again, inhaling from the top, from the bottom up, belly, belly ribs to the chest, and then exhaling from the chest through the Yo, that might be my favorite one. Yeah. I feel like, I would love to know how you guys want to hear feel. Like, I feel like everything just opened up. Yeah, I feel I feel so much better than I did an hour ago. Yeah. And um there's definitely something to be said if you are 
outside. Oh, you guys can hear It is not clear. Okay, guys, so we're having some technical difficulties um, on Christina's end. I don't know where you guys are in the world. Um, there are a couple of major storms today. So I know her area of town was affected. So that could be why. Um, but she's rejoining. Greetings and blessings to those of you who have joined. Young UTV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Demetrius, it's always a pleasure. Um, we are practicing intentional breathing, um, really trying to quiet it down, um, given everything that's going on um, in the world. For us who are here in the United States, for many of us, it's in our backyards. Um, Christina is um, an inner peace, I call her an inner peace advocate. Um, <clears throat> certified yoga teacher um, and is really helping us with understanding how we can intentionally um, breathe better and incorporate that into our daily regiments. Um, especially during these times that we're in with COVID, with what we're dealing with, with um, our response to no more police brutality, and just the fact that there are different parts of our regular lives now that have been really taken over by um, anxiety, high moments of anxiety, a lot of intense moments. Um, we do need to find a way to practice our peace amidst all of this. It doesn't mean the problem goes away. It means we're finding different ways to intentionally build and strengthen our mental fortitude. And I am, you know, a huge advocate for um, prayer and meditation. And part of, I think, successfully meditating is managing your breath. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. I, so. I mean, I think that's the first, Christina. that's the key can you hear me yeah yeah okay no yeah i think that's the key to meditation because that's really what it is it's just it's breathing. so if you already have that like starting with the three-part breath practice at least getting your breathing proper then i think going into meditation it can be easier yeah right right so um so just to kind of recap for those who recently joined you know we um, touched on the breathing technique um, 478, where you basically inhale for four seconds, hold for seven seconds, exhale for eight seconds. Um, Christina mentioned how, you know, if that is intense for your breathing pattern, maybe kind of tough to, in the initial phases, you can either cut that down in half and take it from four to two, from seven to three and a half, from eight to four. Um, and you can also incorporate regular breathing in between your rounds of doing the four, seven, eight practice. Um, but the goal is to do at least 
two, maybe as much as four rounds of that to help to calm your breathing and control your breathing. Um, the one that we were just covering before the connection kind of messed up was um, the, Christina, define it for me again. The three-part breath. Three-part breath. And the three-part breath, um, keep me honest, focuses on your belly, um, your diaphragm area, your rib cage area, as well as your chest area. And the goal is to bring all of that breathing intentionally together, but to be mindful of how it is separate. And you can feel it. I was definitely like, when you had us going through that, I could feel my rib cage expanding as we were holding. I could feel it with my stomach and the bottom diaphragm area. And definitely, I don't know, is there something, um, a method as to like, when you put your hand on your chest, what happens um, to you in that moment? So yeah, so it's just so just like how you did with the it's just allowing you to feel the air in your body. So it may be that or practice in, in feeling the air in the body that you begin to feel it. So like when I do mine, I can feel my my collarbone rise and spread when I breathe into my chest. So that's really all. That's really what the hands are for. So you can actually the air in your body moving okay very good yeah and I, I felt that I felt that yeah <laughs> I feel like also my pet birds felt it they went crazy when we got to that level I miss half of it though <laughs> listen I I'm beginning to think that we live in an enchanted forest because every day it's something the birds will go crazy People will call me and they're like, where are you? You sound like you're in the middle of a forest. And I'll just be like, <laughs> just be out there or something. And then, um, like, earlier I was watching, like, I think they're badgers. But I, I could be wrong. They literally could be any animal. I just know that they were not skunks. They're brown and they're cute. And, or like, the, the baby. Huh? Groundhogs, no. Maybe. Like, part of me feels like it's a groundhog, but I'm like, are groundhogs here? I don't know. I see groundhogs around here more than badgers. <laughs> that would make sense. We don't live in Wisconsin, do we? <laughs> yeah, they probably are just groundhogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're so cute, and there's, like, a family of them that, like, comes every day and, like, munches on the grass and then disappears. And I, yeah, and then there's like um, a family of white-tailed deer that definitely come through. Um, so I like I'm I feel like I have like my little personal enchanted forest slash zoo, but we can't touch. It. Yeah, right. That's nice. Yeah, happening. But it, it keeps it it keeps it peaceful. So it helps it as far as like the. The trees and all of that, one thing that I've realized, too, is that really helps with the air circulation. Um, so when there is, like, a very intense or stressful moment, I tend to come outside and, and center and get with the breaths out here, especially because the air is, is the air. flowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Groundhogs are dark brown or dark gray.
Okay, thanks so much. I think that's what it is. <laughs> thanks, Demetrius. We got it. I have pet groundhogs. They don't know me, but I know them. Yeah. Um, so are you are you still doing your um, weekly um, moments of mindful breathing? So I am not doing the weekly moments only because life is kind of crazy and I'm about to start patients training next month. So I know it's, my schedule is going to be weird, but I'm doing other things. So like I'm doing a seven day mindfulness challenge the week before summer solstice. So June 14th through the 20th. Um, and it'll just, sitting out so I was already going to do like a jump start for my own mindfulness practices so it'll just kind of be I'll be offering up a challenge each day of a different mindfulness practice that you can incorporate today um the link to sign up is in my bio okay. and then you'll, if you sign up then you'll receive in your inbox each day you know the challenge and I'll live or doing stories that's how I kind of share what I'm doing um for each mindfulness challenge that's what i have okay. i'm definitely going to not only sign up but um add that to the update in my newsletter to send out to everyone mm -hmm. Thank and you. those days you said it's um in line with summer solstice yeah so summer solstice is june 20th and so this will start june 14th and then end on um june 20th will be the last Okay. Very cool. Now, can you kind of go into detail as to why you have it aligning with those particular dates? Like what's the, what's the um, significance of aligning that with summer solstice? So, um, so just the beginning of a new season. So sometimes I know we talk about seasons symbolically in our lives, um, but I also feel like seasons that actually come around physical seasons like summer okay. coming, kind of be a jump start on um, what you want to what you want to enter into your life for that next season. So that's kind of why I did it, just kind of as a um, pre getting your mind your mindfulness jump started right before that summer season starts. And this okay. is because we'll be outside more and doing things. So I think it may be. I feel like summer is always it's time to kind of incorporate these practices. So I thought it was a good time to um, start it, so. No, I like that thinking. Um, it's interesting because that actually aligns with the week that I am looking to do the um, Flourish um, um, touch point, like our six month checkup on the vision board party um, that we, we did in January. Um, you were there. Yes. Right here. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, I want us to do like a real checkpoint. Um, it's probably going to be like a Zoom call as opposed to IG Live um, because, you know, that was very personal and I felt like a lot of good information flowed. So I want to keep that energy going. Um, yeah. But um, I have spoken to some people who attended the Flourish event and I was you know, remarkably pleased to hear that people really are still staying the course, despite all of what is going on. Um, you know, they booked the trainer that came there to share information about um, fitness. 
They've had meetings with, you know, the financial advisor that came in and dropped knowledge. So I just, you know, I want to make sure that um, we're, we're definitely still connected and having these conversations. And um, one person had really emphasized how they would like us to kind of build a community around the accountability. How are we keeping ourselves on track and how are we helping people within that circle to stay accountable for whatever the goals were that they were, that they had said that they wanted to implement this year? Yeah. So we had every distraction under the sun, but I still think it's really, really important that, you know, we still stay connected and focus on that. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I agree with the accountability piece. Hi. Going. Okay. Um, yeah. So that time period is actually kind of significant too, right? Because um, we're getting ready to start the summer, the second half of the year, so on and so forth. So yeah. that might be cool. Um, <laughs> I will add that. And I'll be promoting it. I just released some stuff yesterday. Um, I think I posted some so I'll be promoting it. The promotion. But I'll be putting out more stuff about it. Okay, very cool. <sighs> I feel so much more relaxed, Chris. Good, I'm glad you do. You know, whenever I teach these practices, I feel much more relaxed too. Like I feel like you're just walking around like a cloud. Like <laughs> you're just out here like, um, hello. Right. <laughs> um, I see someone um said that they have signed up. Very cool. So you've had some people sign up. Um, thanks to those who have joined us. Um, is there any any advice that you would give to anyone on um, specifically um, in regards to, you know, the trying times that we're in, whether you are um, really stressed about COVID, you're stressed about <clears throat> the social injustice and all of the uprising around that, you're stressed about both, you know, you're stressed about the in-between. Um, what would you advise people, you know, to really practice doing um, to, to, to kind of get themselves in balance? Yeah, I would say, I know this is probably like a general statement, but practice self-care. And so whatever that means for you, like, don't feel like it has to be one way. So just because someone does self-care, like I drink tea, that works for me. It may not work for you. Maybe you need to have hot cocoa. So just really um, individualize or personalize your self-care to you. And um, I guess just take time to really explore different options of self-care. Mm. Um, and I wanted to do the mindfulness challenge because I want to give people different tools that they can kind of keep going forward. You know, like, so it's not like you have to be in front of a meditation teacher every time you want to do a breath practice. But, you know, you can start incorporating these. Ones. So exploring different options of what you can put into your own personal toolbox. Um, okay. I think it's important. And then, showing um, up when you're ready, not when people want you to. So I think me and Kristen were having a conversation about this the other day. Keep that. You cut out a little bit. 
I would say sometimes self-care is showing ready and not what people expect you to. So, like, just thinking of... Um, Hold on, let me... Hold on. <laughs> and so I was just thinking of, like, when, when everything first happened with the riot and um, the killings and the police killings and... You know, everyone's like, so me and Kristen were talking and she's like, I haven't said anything yet because I don't really get into like these racial or political conversations on social media. But at the same time, I feel like I should, you know, so we were just kind of having a general conversation. And I think that we have to show up how, what feels best for us. So like for me, I, I feel like I show up and just giving, offering peace and um, to the world. Like that's my, that's how I play my part. It may not necessarily be, um, saying arrest the police you know I, I may feel that in my heart but i may show up on social media in a different way and i think that's okay so i think doing what is best for you um and not feeling pressure to do what other people are doing like, i just think that that's the most important being authentic to yourself i think that's so um key um i mean i think that's so important I think that's so important because right now people are really trying to, first of all, you're dealing with a population of people who are really exhausted mentally already. Like this is happening, but it's not the first time and it's not the third time and it's not the first year and it's not the, 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 the first decade, right? right? You know, so we're already speaking from a space and a place of like being mentally exhausted. And then this is happening again, you know, and then you've got, um, you know, so many different subsets of people, no matter what their positions are, everyone feels something, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I, I, I don't really do Facebook. Um, Y'all know how I feel about Facebook. However, Facebook owns Instagram, and I love Instagram, so... <laughs> I'm going to catch 22. Um, but one, one of the things that, you know, I've been very intentional about doing is at least logging into Facebook like once every other week, if not once a week, um, more so to like make sure that I don't miss anything catastrophic that has to do with family. Because some of my family only communicates through Facebook and then um, sharing content um, that I've produced. Um, or that I feel is important that should be out there. And, um, excuse me, I did see a post from someone. I don't even know how I know this person. That's the other thing that'd be confusing me about Facebook. Like, did we go to school together? Do I know you from passing? You know, I don't know how I know you. Are you a friend of a friend? You know, so there's that where I'm first trying to just figure it out. How are you on my timeline? Right. And then... Right. Um, the post was made and it was like, you know, I just judge people be for who they are, not for what they look like. Uh, and I looked at it 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 and I was like, this person has every right. They literally have every right to express exactly how they feel. And they're not obligated to post something that I would want to see. Right. Yeah. Now, Gaima, some years ago, 
may have responded and been like, ex, ex flirted. You know, I would have cussed them out more or less. Okay. Let's just not even get technical. Um, but I've realized I'm like, people are not obligated to please me. It just is what it is. And I'm not obligated to please them. At yeah. some point, we get to a point where we respect each other and we respect that. I just don't know when. So we just yeah. got to do our own parts. Thank you for spending time with us at I Am Gaima, a podcast. It's a shit show out here, y'all. We need each other more than ever. So let's stay connected. Feel free to share, like, and subscribe on various social media platforms. You can find us at I Am Gaima or Gaima Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For a deeper connection, consider joining the community. Visit GaimaShow.com to submit your email and become a part of the monthly conversations. I actually try and send out notes consistently and I respond. Until next time, be intentional about what you listen to and protect your peace.